Hello and welcome to A Tale of Three Scarves, a new football podcast run by three northerners. I'm Dan. I'm Jimmy. And I'm Jamie. And we all support three different northern clubs. I support Accrington Stanley. I support uh, the lovely Rochdale Football Club. And I support a club without a team. I support Berry Football Club. Well, sincerest sympathies for that. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting starting a football podcast when you've not really watched a game in six months. Right, uh well, I suppose that yeah, that, that just leads us on to the, the football that we have watched this weekend because, Jamie, I know that you did uh, make a visit to Accrington Stanley this weekend, I believe. I did. Uh, I went with Dan. It was my um, first football league game since October, which yes. I think was also at Accrington. Yeah, you watched us draw 2-2 with Oxford and you very much did not enjoy yourself. Oh, it was awful because, you know, you it's, it's hard to overstate the emotional impact that Wiesnian Football Club can have. It's... What I do remember from that day, though, was definitely you shouting at the referee, you are the second worst EFL official I have seen this season. Yeah, sorry, Debbie Jevons, but I'm not taking that back. Which I very much enjoyed. Yeah. Surely that official was Trevor Kessel. I've it must have been. No, he's not allowed to referee Stanley games anymore, though. Oh, because of the uh, the Billy Key disallowed goal. Yeah, let's not get onto that. <laughs> we well, can save that for another one. Yeah. There's a nice segue there, because um, the, the game on Saturday also features one of the, I think, the worst refereeing decisions I think I've ever seen in 20 odd years of watching football I think we'll come on to that because before the game it was quite a sad occasion because uh, Billy Key uh, announced his retirement a few days previously to the match he came to the ground for the first time in the season and the Stanley fans revealed a banner saying Billy Key hero legend friend which was very touching and yeah we it was quite emotional and I think anyone who's followed any club during the World Leagues knows the impact that Billy Key has had on not just Accrington Stanley but the town of Accrington as a whole um, yeah he's it's weird because Billy Key was synonymous with Accrington now he joined his first 2009-2010 season on loan from Leicester as an 18 year old I would have only been oh I would have been 11 at the time so he's been involved in Accrington Stanley. We've wanted him back. He came back in 2015. Uh, sadly, he very publicly spoken about his battles with mental health, and unfortunately, he's chosen to retire from the game. But it, he's got to put his health first. Absolutely, and it's. I think he's been such a fantastic ambassador because so many people struggle with mental health issues and and try and hide it because they don't feel it's something that they can talk about. So having people like Billy Key there to you know be able to be open and frank about the the battles they're facing I think it's a really really positive thing and I think it goes about saying we wish him all the best as he continues to recover and as he continues to you know carry on I do and I hope we see him at Stanley many times in the future absolutely we want to talk a bit about the match because it was it was event well I say it was eventful it was going up swimmingly until the second half until the referee decided you know what we'll have a bit of a laugh yeah, so the thing about there's a, well, there's a lot to be said for League One and League Two refereeing. Um, the fact not, that they're not professional. The fact they're not professional them. being a starter, yeah. Um, but um, I think the turning point in the game was when uh, we had a uh, clear, clear as day penalty. I very much like that you're referring to Stanley as we. I didn't even notice that. I'm so <laughs> sorry. That will, that will not happen again. Just uh, thought I'd bring it up. Yeah, yeah. So, Accrington Stanley, not my football club. Um, oh, yeah. We'll make it as clear as that. Yeah. Accrington Stanley had a penalty. I'll take us I'll take us through the first half, yeah. which were, we went 1-0 up through a Jordan Clark goal, and then we went 2-0 up through a Dion Charles sort of back flick. It wasn't quite an overhead kick, but it was rather good, not uh, all the same. Then in the second half... We should have had a penalty, 
Joe Pritchard yeah. was fouled by one Wimbledon defender, and then as the referee blew his whistle and very, he, he when I find the word to it, I'm just in shock still <laughs> from Saturday. <laughs> post traumatic, yeah. He, well, not post. <laughs> still traumatic. Still going through it. Uh, he very sort of meaningfully walked over and pointed the other way as to say Joe Pritchard dived and everyone in our stand forgot that he'd been booked in the first half for a thing that wasn't a booking either. Yeah, and I think as an entirely impartial observer, and I cannot make that point enough, uh, as an entirely impartial observer, um, it was probably the third worst um, EFL uh, officiating I've seen all season. Well, Jimmy, you watched it on the highlights, didn't you? What did I, you think yeah, of it? Even, even though, you know... Stanley and Wimbledon both sort of relegation rivals at the moment. Maybe a draw would have favoured me, uh, but yeah, definitely. I mean, the fact—I think the fact is maybe you know he, he doesn't give it as a penalty. Fair enough, it's an awful decision. But the fact that he's given him a yellow card, despite the fact that there was a clear tangle of legs, you know, you just give him the benefit of the doubt. And if you don't give a penalty, you don't give him a yellow card as well. When you messaged me saying blatant dive, I was about to have a proper go at you. <laughs> no, I was uh, yeah, definitely joking there. It was, it was it was a penalty, but for me the the, the frustrating thing as well for an Atkinson Stanley fan, surely you just must be annoyed that you know you can't appeal that because it's two yeah, bucks. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, he's a stupid rule, um, and that is something that I think probably needs to change. But we'll get onto that another time, I'm sure. <laughs> Oh, we've got plenty to get through. But the, yeah, so after that, the game completely changed. Stanley were comfortable prior to that. And Wimbledon went on and scored. And I said to you, Jamie, I, I honestly thought Wimbledon could go on and win the match. Yeah. Because we it was rocky. Oh, it's, one, it's one of the reasons why we, we all love this game so much. You know, it's it's the tide of a game can turn an instant. I think everyone listening to this and everyone around this table has seen that before. And it's such a crying shame that it's so often it's officials who, who cause that change do you think football fans suffer from like a sort of Stockholm Syndrome I think they do you know I think we, we go back we're quite often disappointed yeah and, and you know the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again right and expecting different results and especially you know it might be a bit different if you support City or it might be a bit different well not that not at all oh my god <laughs> 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 Of course that's happened. Oh my god. Just in case this stays in, <laughs> what has just happened? Oh is Jamie's mic stand so has we have, we have a new <laughs> we have all a really new kit. Um, just just for this podcast. And my microphone Aren't you stand, lucky that you have its that. first use has just collapsed. So I'm gonna mute this. You guys carry on for a second. Are we genuine oh god. Right then. I guess I can go through uh, the Rochdale result. <laughs> yeah, why not? Weekend. While Jamie has a breakdown over there. <laughs> We uh, we had a big game against uh, Shrewsbury Town. Sort of, uh, they're in the relegation mix-up, I suppose. Although the, the three teams that are currently in the bottom three of uh, League One, I suppose, there's no real relegation fight, I suppose, unless, unless Tranmere yeah. or Bolton or Southend somehow turn it around. But yeah, we uh, we probably played out one of the worst games I've ever seen in my life. And considering I've been watching Rochdale every week for... Probably that about is very, that is a very good point. Probably about fifteen years. That is a real statement. And was frankly, it was it not worse than the game you dragged us to last year against Wickham? Oh well, that that was awful. I do appreciate that, but and we won that one as well with another. I'm pretty sure that was a late goal. Uh, yeah. Uh, but frankly, honestly, the game against Shrewsbury, I just thought there was never ever going to be a goal. It was one of those games where you just couldn't wait for it to end. I remember when the uh, 
they said there was going to be about f- four minutes on uh, added on at the end of the game me and my dad turned to each other and said oh as much as that because we wanted the game to end uh, we did win somehow <laughs> not sure how Tyler Smith a lad signed on loan from Sheffield United took away the winner quite late on and gave us a, a three points and the shame is that the, the our manager Brian Barry Murphy will be saying oh well that was a brilliant performance you know brilliant win all that and frankly it was it was awful and the win sort of papers over the cracks but in this sort of level against the teams that are, that are, when you're playing around uh, the teams that are around you then uh, three points is what's most important in the end so a good result but a really awful match well thank you Jimmy for taking us through that I believe Jamie's back I am indeed yeah sorry about that folks um I'm not sure if you hear that in the edit. I'm very, very sorry. Um, There's no way that's going to be in the edit. I'll find out, won't we? I'm doing the edit. That is a good point. Ah. Uh, that's what I was going to bring up, though. You mentioned it about Southend, Bolton, and Tranmere, Jimmy. Do you think realistically any of them have a chance of staying up? You know, I'd actually, uh, as strange as it sounds, I, I would like to see Bolton stay up. I think we all would, to be honest. Even Jamie. Oh, absolutely. There is nothing more that would give me joy this season than watching Bolton beat relegation and send Tranmere down. That is a bold statement coming from the club. I, I, you wouldn't have said that a year ago. Absolutely not. I mean, you know, you spend you spend your entire life. Um, hate is a very very strong word, but it may apply in the case of Bolton Wanderers. So, Jamie, you like Tramia? No. Sure, that's way. Well, you know, we won two promotions there. I've got very very fond memories of, of Prenton Park. However, uh, my I think my longest living memory outside of the promotions from Tramia. He's pulling up onto the the car park, and I'm not sure what age rating we give this given this podcast. Um, and just keep it PG. I'll keep if it you PG. Can. PG. He yeah. the the gentleman crossing the car park, having not ever met me or spoken to me you before, you definitely didn't want to call him a gentleman, did you? And said a lot of words that I cannot possibly repeat in polite company. Can you do it in signs for us? Because then the, the listeners won't be able to hear. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah okay. I didn't, you know, I was just a random car. I might have been a Tramir fan. He would never have known. What Jamie was doing for the benefit of the listeners there, he was waving at us. I was very, waving. He was waving yeah, politely. Waving. I was waving politely, exactly. He said, good day, sir. Because they all speak like that on the world. <laughs> <laughs> so outside of any matches that we've uh, been to see in person then... Um, Anything else that's cropped up this week that caught your eye? Uh, quite clearly, Tottenham versus Manchester City was a high point of the weekend, as it was the second game of Super Sunday, which I hate that term so much. It's just awful. Nothing's really particularly super about it. But that's something else. And, yeah, it was a very contentious game, because obviously City have no hope of catching Liverpool anymore. But I think they've lessened off in the league a bit. I'm not saying they don't want to win games, but... A Tottenham team without Harry Kane, managed by Jose Mourinho. And Pep Guardiola's d- struggling to score. Well, it, they haven't done brilliantly. And it's just, there's had, I presume most people have seen it by now, that video of Jose Mourinho. What, the one, what, the one where he's laughing uh, about the penalty? Yeah. And, and, uh, yeah, the penalty incident. Well, yeah. We may as well cover the we whole lot well of that. We may as well cover that now. Let's go Right, there that, was yeah. the first one where Aguero went down. I can't remember who was tackling him. I think it was Sergio. Yes, yeah. it could be. And Aurier, it looked, when I watched, it looked like Aurier got the ball the first time. He didn't. But I don't think he got Aguero either. And VAO has kind of guessed. He, ju- he has stuck his foot out, and Aguero's kind of gone over seeing that it probably looks like a foul. As the City are awarded a penalty. Who took it? Gundogan. Gundogan. Yes, it was, and uh, Hugo Lloris saved it. 
And immediately from the save, Raheem Sterling runs in and, should we say, goes over? Yeah, Maybe there was a gust of wind. Yeah, I think something blew him over, really. I think he would have been given a yellow card by our reference, hasn't he? Yeah, but the thing is, he was booked and the VAR... Uh, well, he wasn't booked, sorry. But VAR decided it wasn't a penalty. So why hasn't why hasn't the referee gone back and booked him? And it was Mike Dean, wasn't it? Yeah, well, the thing was, as well, he probably should have already been off. He made that yeah, uh, uh, yeah. very strong tackle on Deli Alley, which I think, considering VAR was there and looked at it, it's a bit surprising that it didn't give a red card. Well, if I did that to someone on the street, I'd be arrested for GBH, I think. <laughs> I wouldn't try it. No, I'll I wouldn't be, try I'll be it. Honest. But you know, if I did do it on the street, that is not an experiment I'm willing to let you try. Yeah, you know, just thought I'd throw that out there. Uh, yeah, so City obviously didn't score from that chance, and then in the it was it the first shot Tottenham had in the second half, and it was their new signing. Is it Stephen Bergwijn? Yeah, Bergwijn. Yeah, it was a very good volley right into the corner past Edison, and. Uh, was that before or after Zinchenko was sent off? I think it was. Was it just I think it was after? Just after, yeah. yeah. And Zinchenko, it was just silly. It was because silly, he was he was already on a booking and he's just body checked him. Yeah, yes. It's just stupid from a counter attack. Did you not see the corner how they gave it away in the first place? Oh, I'm not sure I did. No. I think it might have been Morris who took who just passed it straight to a top, to Harry Winks who countered and then Zinchenko just body checked him and got himself sent off and then. There we go. The rest is history. Yeah. Uh, one, I think one more. I'll just go on with one more. Uh, I watched Derby versus Stoke on Friday night. That sounds like a barrel of laughs. Yeah, oh, it was. Well, Derby quite easily beat Stoke. But my, I only want to bring this up because I, it's only just come to my attention that Wayne Rooney has grown a beard. It, it's a sight. Well, it's a sight to behold. I'm not sure if that's for a good or a bad reason. And I'll, and I'll level you. I did tell you to. I was going to bring this up. Yeah, you did. We, we, we tried but, to stop you, but, but you, you, you But you I didn't tell you the reasons to why I brought it up. Please enlighten us in our dear listeners. Right, so if Wayne Rooney... How long ago was it he needed a hair transplant? <laughs> a few years ago. It was yeah, a while back. It was when he was on. at Man United. And, wh- and where do they get the hair for a hair transplant? It's like legs, isn't it? You'd know better than I would, mate. <laughs> hey, I have luscious locks. <laughs> luscious ginger locks. Yeah, that's what makes me so suspicious. Okay. My point is, why didn't he just use the hair off his beard for his hair transplant? I think because uh, leg hair is a bit thinner and softer than, than beard hair, isn't it? I'm not. I can't really speak from experience because yeah, you... I I can't grow a beard. But have you ever grown a hair? I have. Gr- I, no, I've been bald. That's my a good point. Life. That, that is a good point. I didn't look up. Yes, you didn't notice the fact that I have hair. <laughs> so well, you've always been bald to be, Jimmy. Okay. So now it's time to move on to our team of the week, Jamie. Who've you got? I've gone with uh, Sheffield United, Dan. Any particular reason? I'd love to say it was because of their win against Crystal Palace at the weekend, but in reality, it's for signing Sander Berge. Okay. Uh, any particular thing about the signing? More specifically, Billy Sharp's song about them signing Sandra Berge, which oh. I do have... Is this the one to She's Electric? Yeah, I have it here with me if you, if you want this. I, of course yeah. I want this. Okay, let's fade it in. He's Norwegian. He plays for the Blades with John Egan. We're playing in Europe next season. It's Sanderberg. He's Norwegian. No wooden fleck of the reason. We're playing in Europe next season with Sanderberg. Do you think if 
Oasis, it becomes clear that Liam and Noel will never speak properly together. I think we'll just get Billy in contact with Noel. I think I think it would work. I think he's got potential, Jimmy. I think, uh, you know, considering the fact that Billy Sharp is probably reaching the end of his footballing career. Don't say that. It's, the, it's just the natural progression, you know. You, you see all these footballers becoming pundits. You don't see any going joining Oasis <laughs> or you know, going on X Factor. So I think, you know, don't rule it out. Maybe maybe Billy will be up for that. And what, what a career he's had, though. What a career. As he's played in pretty much all the leagues, I think. I, I don't know if he's played in as low as the league too, but he's always scored goals. I remember there was a weird rumour when James Beattie was manager. It was like a fake thing on Twitter that he'd signed for us. And well, that would have been when ridiculous. Was that? That's just ridiculous. Um, well, when James Beattie was manager, which is a time I have erased from my mind. Yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah that, we'll, I'd, we'll I'd, delve into that another I'd day, guess Dan. I think around about 2013. Yeah. So I mean, he did. He, I reckon he probably has. So he played for Russian and Diamonds on loan. Oh God! In 2005. Oh, he's a throwback. It is indeed. I'd actually forgotten they existed. Forgotten they existed. Yeah. Sorry. Well, uh, they don't. That's yeah, well, exactly. Don't. I, yeah. I was going to say that, but it yeah. felt a bit mean. Yeah. I remember playing Russian and Diamonds. Back in the day. Back in the day when I had a football club. Well, let's move on <laughs> from the. Uh, yeah. let's, let's move on from Billy Sharp's esteemed career and Jimmy. With Russian <laughs> and Jimmy, what's your? Who's your team of the week? Well, uh, we've talked about Tranmere already, and I, honestly, I feel a bit sorry for all those Tranmere Rovers fans out there. I thought you were going to give it there. to Tranmere. For oh a no, 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 no! Definitely not. Sorry, you, you you are just awful, really, at the moment, aren't you, Tranmere? <laughs> uh, my well, team of the week is is going to be Doncaster Rovers, simply because not only did they manage to win on uh, that Prenton. Park pitch, it's so beautiful at the moment. Is it a pitch? Yeah, it's, it's more of a beach at the moment, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. Good for dancing on. They managed to score three goals, and I'm going to give it to Doncaster for three reasons. That is the first. The second is uh, because it puts more distance between Rochdale and Tranmere in terms of relegation. So uh, thank and you. I, and I, and Tranmere. Yes, very. Uh, thank you very much for that, Doncaster. And the third reason is because we actually played Doncaster on Saturday and I'm hoping to get in their good books so that they don't thrash us again, as they often seem to do. You're not worried they're hitting a bit of form? Yeah, I am worried they're hitting a bit of form and I'm here, I'm worried that we won 1-0 against Shrewsbury so we're going to go in like we're thinking it's going to be easy and then we'll get we'll lose badly again, probably. So yeah, Doncaster Rovers, congratulations. Well done to all those Doncaster Rovers fans that are listening. Are we, seriously, are we seriously congratulating them on beating a team in the relegation? We team? are, yeah. Well, I think they've had a pretty decent season. If you can, the kind of quality in League One nowadays. I hope you are joking. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> maybe re- not. You really not, have missed football yeah, for the last few months, not, haven't you? Not okay. Maybe not quality, but you know, you got some you big le- teams you, in there. I will would like to remind you that on Saturdays you were watching a bit of the Stanley Wimbledon match. You'd watched Ramsbottom United the week before and genuinely said the quality was equal, mate, if not better. It was Ramsbottom. better. Yeah, well, let's not miss my words here. I said it was better, and that's because it was better. Okay, so what are you on about then? Okay, like you, but you look down the league table, which is all I've been able to do, because, you know, I don't have a, don't have a Why club. are you looking at the league table? You know, you've got Ipswich, Sunderland, Portsmouth. There's a few decently big sides in there. They're all big clubs. And then there's Tranmere and Bolton. <laughs> all, the fact is there are a lot of big clubs in League One but Wickham as, I think are they second at the moment yeah, yeah second are. at the moment that yeah. is I'm sorry Wickham fans but you play awful <laughs> well that's the first club we've properly upset we sort of scooted around Tranmere we, we tried not to upset them too much but Wickham Jimmy's Wickham. gone right in <laughs> I'm sorry look I I went to Wickham the other day lovely place lovely it, it, stadium it's a, it's a very nice stadium, nice stadium. Enjoy very stadium. nice fans as well and 
I must point out that I am a bit, uh, you know... Jealous. A bit jealous, the fact that they're having such a good season. And I am a bit annoyed because they beat us in the last minute from a penalty. But they were awful, and I don't understand. They've got Akin Fenber up front and in League One, and they're near, you know, near promotion. So They're starting to bottle it a bit. They though, are starting though. to bottle it. And the fact they, is they that lost to MK Dons at the weekend. They've lost to pretty much every game apart from the one against us, which, which yeah. says it all, really. They're the Leeds United of League One. I mean, at least you didn't lose to Southend. That's true. Who is your, uh, who's your team of the week? Well, it's now? funny you say that, because my team of the week is Southend United, uh, who won 2-1 against Lincoln. That was only their third victory of the season. We'll gloss over who their last one was against. and <laughs> it, But it was their first home league win of the season, which is quite ridiculous. Considering we're in February. Yeah. <laughs> how, many, how many points did Bolton have taken off them? Was it 12? Yes. And a further six suspended, or whatever it was? I mean, that was ridiculous. Oh, yeah. I don't even know what's happened there. Well, going back to Southend, it, it seemed like Groundhog Day because they went 1-0 up and then Lincoln managed to equalise in the 89th minute. But somehow... I'm sorry, but Lincoln had a very good chance after that and could have made it 2-1. But in the 96th minute, Southend get a corner and the ball somehow finds its way in the back of the net and you can just see how much it means to the fans and fair play. They're not going to stay up, but... At least they've. I think I do. If Southend <laughs> stay up, I'll dye my hair blue. Get ready to see that. Yeah, get ready. And, and yeah. that we'll is that a very Instagram. good we'll thing. Put that on Instagram. That is a very bold statement I've made on the first podcast. Jesus. I can't wait to see that in a few yeah. uh, few months. In a few months, it's not going to happen. I think. Well, I mean, if that's not incented to Sol Campbell, then. Yeah. We'll send it over to him. We'll, we'll let him know on Twitter. Oh, oh yeah, we'll get him on. Yeah. Well, we've talked about uh, teams of the week. Is there any individual players that caught your eye? Well, you talked about Doncaster earlier, and they have signed someone on loan from Aston Villa, Jacob Ramsey, and he got two goals in his debut against Tranmere. They were both very good finishes. And what strikes me more about Jacob Ramsey is that he asked Dean Smith to go on loan when he heard about the fact that Doncaster were interested in him. And that is good mentality, because a lot of these under-23 players just want to sit in the academies and sit at the clubs that will give them good treatment, good good everything basically and you no know, he was like I'll go and get senior football go to Doncaster and look it's paying off it's only one game might be a bit early to say but he was brilliant against Tramway and I've got uh, on a very very similar vein about young players and I'm I'm sorry Jamie I'm going to bring this up um, my player of the week is Luke Matheson I think why is that Jamie? Um, it, it's so so refreshing to see a young lad so grounded this isn't on his performance, then? It's not necessarily his performance, but on his character. And the fact that, you know, he's he's still studying, he's still working hard, he's done... He's GC got, what, five A-stars in GCSEs last year? Had he, not, pa- had he not passed his driving test, like, the day before the He passed the his signing. driving test the day before he signed for Wolves for a million pounds, yeah. Are um, we going to get on the finances of that, Jimmy? No, I, know I, you... don't, I don't think we should do, really. <laughs> I know well, you're not impressed. Either way, I mean, it's it's a great it's a great move for him, and the fact that he's he's come back he's come back to Rochdale and he's come back to finish his studies, I think is really. I think really that's the biggest sign of his mentality that he's decided yeah. to come back to Rochdale. Jeez, let's <laughs> not slander Rochdale. <laughs> we are not the team. I mean the place. Oh, I we know. are we I are know. currently sat in Rochdale whilst we record this. Um, oh, don't give it away. We're at a secret headquarters. There's some police sirens down on the main road. We definitely there. aren't doing this in front of an open window. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it's all good. <laughs> Where people all could good. just look in. But um, yeah, I think it's really, really good to see that he's, he's he's come back to see that he's taking his studies seriously. 
and the kind of interviews that he gives as a footballer at age 17 with no real disrespect intended you wouldn't expect him to give it 30 as a footballer would you no any footballers you were thinking of while you were making that statement in particular <laughs> I mean I was looking at Tom Pelt's Twitter account about five minutes ago oh, so yeah, we'll that's, incre- that's incredible he's so I love him to pieces you know? I mean he's definitely a taste but you can't not love him I, I definitely don't love him. <laughs> I'm just say that right now. Well, he's never pl- he's played for Bury. He's played for Bury. He's um, him and Vaughan up front was uh, fantastic. He'll be forever known not as the youngest ever goal scorer in the Premier League, but the man who destroys corner flags. Exactly. Um, I, I had the privilege to see him destroy four in one half. Uh, I thought you meant Tom Pope from I tell you what, that does not that obviously doesn't help Bury, and that'll be one significant reason as to why Bury are in the financial position they are. Those corner flag payments, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the corner flags. It's not you know the mismanagement. It's not Steve Dale. It's the corner flags. Um, Makes sense now. Yeah. Well, rounding off the action of the weekend, we've all each got a stat that we think is important. Jamie has just looked at me in horror, as I don't think he does. But me and Jimmy do. <laughs> so you start, I'll catch you up. Go on, Jimmy. Uh, well, for me, I think it's it's got to be, we, we've talked about them before, Spurs versus Man City. So Spurs and Man City have played each other twice this season, obviously. Uh, and the first game was 2-2 at the Etihad. I think it was a, a, a sort of latish equaliser from Spurs after they had, I think it was about maybe two shots on target, three shots on target. Uh, and over the two legs, of course, they won the reverse fixture 2 0. They had five shots, scored four times. Manchester City, meanwhile, had 44 shots and scored twice. So I think Pep Guardiola needs uh, a new striker as much as Sergio Aguero tries his best. Are you being serious? I am being serious. You can't have 44 shots and score two goals. I mean, have you looked into who these shots were by? I I have not, no, because that sounds like far too much effort. They did miss (laughs) a penalty. uh, And, you know, they were guilty of missing so many chances. Raheem Sterling, I know, missed a few. Raheem Sterling missed an absolute sitter. Well, there you go. Maybe not... Okay, I can't can't speak badly about Aguero because he's actually a world-class striker, but... Sterling. Well, thank you for that excellent insight. Yeah, you're welcome. Well, Sterling, I think he's just he needs to work on his finishing a bit. I think um, the hierarchy at City would tend to agree. Looking at some of the reports in the Athletic that have come out this afternoon, I don't know if either of you have seen this. Um, only briefly. Only briefly. Uh, well, Sam Lee in the Athletic is reporting that City may sign Lionel Messi this summer, which I wouldn't normally take seriously, but Sam tends to be pretty on the money when it comes to this sort of stuff and it'd be on a free transfer as well well I can't so I'll go into it another time but no I'll go into it now that's the point of the podcast go into it now I do have sort of vague allegiances with Manchester United so it would make me unhappy to see Lionel Messi go to Manchester City however I'd, I really want to see him play and I, re- I for that reason, I hope he does come to England because I really want to see him. But there's oh. a list of sports people I want to see before they retire. Roger Federer is up there as well. It's the only one I can think of off the top of my head. But <laughs> it's it, the power it, of Fe- the mic. It's the power Fe- of the mic. Federer and Messi are two I want to see. And yeah. if Messi moves to England, then fair enough. If, if You never know. Roger Federer might want to move the Bake Up or something <laughs> <laughs> in, in preparation for Wimbledon. Roger, yeah, Roger, if your agent's listening, uh, we've got some accommodation. It's, it's, it's a bed set, but you know, I think it'll be well. There's going to be a lot of places on the market. It's not going to be allowed. <laughs> Why well, had the, uh, the misfortune of going to... Well, it was a nice place to go to. I went to Barcelona. 
uh, a few years ago and went to a match. They won 5-0. Uh, but Lionel Messi, Neymar, Suarez, none of them made an appearance. So, to be honest, it felt like a wasted trip. So, personally, I'd love to see Lionel Messi in the Premier League. Well, I've seen his major rival in the quest to be named as the best footballer of all time, Cristiano Ronaldo, when he was at United. Yeah. And unsurprisingly, he was very good. And it was a bit better than I watch every week. This is the, the level of insight that you've come to us here for, folks. Cristiano Ronaldo Cristiano is a Ronaldo good footballer. He's very, very good. In fact, no, just very good. Sorry, I've, over, I've overstated his excellence there. He, he was magnificent. There, there, might, there might be a question about him in the quiz later on. Oh. <gasps> oh, no. Stay tuned for that when me and Jamie do not get a question right in Jimmy's quiz because he has made it very hard. And I haven't watched football for six months. We that's, need to keep remembering this. That's what the multiple oh. choice is for, boys. It's all, oh, about, it's all about the guessing. You're Excellent. putting pressure on me. If I lose now to a person who has watched three football matches in six months, this is I think you would say, you'd say a lot about, about more, than, more about me than would you? I want to go into a sports journalism career. That's my career finished on the opening podcast. Well, let's, let's hope that it's a reality. Let's hope that nobody's listening. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. but nobody's listening. If you're listening from uh, BBC Radio Manchester or the University of Central Lancashire, please, yeah, please do get don't. in touch. Please don't. University of Central Lancashire, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to show you up like this. Anyway, speaking of showing people up, next fact. Oh, yeah. I forgot I had one. Uh, <laughs> so, I saw a stat on Twitter yesterday, and you two genuinely don't know what my stat of the week is going to be. I, do I think your mind is about to be blown. So there was a stat uh, showing from the whole top four divisions of the players, of the clubs that put, give the most minutes to 23 years old and younger Ooh, players. I like that. Who have given the most minutes stat. to those players in the league this season. So I'll give you a bit of a quiz on it because I've wrote down who give the most and the least in each of the top four divisions. So starting with the Premier League, who do you think gave the most minutes to under 23 players so far this season? In the Premier League. Yeah. Ooh. Who would you associate with young players? With young players. Is this just the Premier League or is it Premier League clubs in any competition? I think it is just the league. Okay. As far as I know. I could be wrong. Well, I'm going to guess Manchester United. Well, no. 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 Oh, shut that all down quickly. <laughs> well, of course <laughs> I did because it was a stupid suggestion. Was it? They play McTominay. They play. Um, yeah, Martial. I see. I was. I was. Is McTominay under 23? I think it is. Oh, it might be. They play Jay Lings. Okay, it might. <laughs> Jay Lings. He'll, he'll be forever 22. He'll be forever 22. Oh, no, the company's forever 21. We could have got sponsorship there. Jesus. Oh, no. We tried. Oh, why didn't I think of that? I don't. I was stab in the dark. I was looking down the Premier League table. Are you looking now. at the tweet that I found? I'm not looking at the tweet. Um, oh, I've, I thought it should be. Liverpool. Well, it's not Liverpool. Oh, of course it's not Liverpool. Right, is go it, on, Jimmy. Is it Chelsea? No, okay. Oh. Well, I'm going to end your misery. It's Leicester. 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 It's Leicester. Oh, 12,105 minutes to under 23s this season. That's so, who? I suppose they've got Telemans, Madison, a few I'm others. Chilwell, is he under 23? Harvey Barnes. Harvey Barnes, yeah. That's yeah. a northern name, that. Ian Very Ar- much. Harvey Barnes. Yeah, Ian Acho, I think, might Ian Acho, yeah, fair enough. Well, I thought it might be Chelsea because of all the all the young lads there. Yeah. Uh, on the other hand, who do you think is the lowest? And it isn't any of the ones you've mentioned so far. Burnley. No, no. You think that Bournemouth? That, that is not. Bournemouth. A, that is Bournemouth. not. Like a, it's not Bournemouth oh, either. I thought because they have like a esteemed back four of thirty-year-old British men. It is Crystal Palace. Crystal so Palace. Bearing, bearing in mind Leicester have given twelve thousand one hundred and five minutes to under twenty-three. How many do you think Palace did so far this season? Zero. 
No. Oh. It is a number. It's not that low. Go on, Jamie. How many do you think? Power is 12,528. 508. Wow. Oh, that is awful. I was being sardonically low. That's terrible. That is awful. Yeah, I know. Right, we'll go into the championship. We'll do it a bit quicker. So, uh, who do you think? Give one guess each. For the highest. The highest, I'm going to go with Luton. No. Go on, Jamie. Let's go with... Have I even watched a game in the championship? I was going to say, he's genuinely struggling to name teams in the championship. I am. Um, Brentford. No. No. Well, Brentford was good, I don't know. Barnsley. Barnsley. With 18,932. Yeah. Are, we, are we going for the lowest go on, go on on the lowest. championship? Go on, yeah, go on the lowest. Quickly. Millwall. No. Uh, West Brom. No. And the reason I kept you on for the championship ones is Sheffield Wednesday... And they have given 157 minutes. Wow. Have you got the stats for League One? I have got the stats for League Let's One. Let's do one more. Well, I'm going to do League Two as well, but oh. I'm just going to tell you League One. League One surely, surely has to be either Bolton or Rochdale. Rochdale were high. They were Rochdale, I think, were third. Right. Either Bol- second or third. Bolton, surely. No. No. But they've played. They've played like ten games with sixteen-year-old yeah. kids. <laughs> no. Go on. Wimbledon. Wimbledon. What? Fifteen thousand two hundred ninety-seven. Yeah. And lowest? It's Someone not like isn't Sunderland, it, it, I would guess. No, it's nowhere near as low as the other ones. I would beg to differ. <laughs> Got to be a big team, like Ipswich or something like that. You'd be completely S- wrong. Uh, I'm very glad I didn't make my guess. <laughs> Wickham? No. Oh, right, just, yeah, yeah, just, yeah, tell okay. us, just tell us. Right. It, it's Tramir. Tramir, oh. Yeah, that's Right, so Classic what, Tramir. Last, Always bottom of the league. Last one, League 2. Who do you think highest? Morecambe. This is the highest of any in the top four divisions, I will say. Yeah, yeah, Kev Ellison Morecambe. was 19. Yeah, well, he, he could be with his pace. <laughs> he could be with his pace, but yeah. <laughs> he Do you want to tell us about his pace, Jimmy? He looks it. No, we'll, 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 we'll save, save that. We'll save that for another episode. That's, yeah. Um, League Two clubs. God, it's been so long since we've been in League Two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it feels the same. We definitely didn't spend 12 years there. I'm going to say, uh, ooh, crew. They always have quite a lot of youngsters. No. Jamie. Ooh, let's go with... I can, I can see as the League 2 table I'm open on his phone. Newport. No, Forest Green. Forest Green, oh, that wasn't my second guess. Of course. Uh, that was going to be my 23rd guess. Who would you add 24th? Morecambe, because I already said that. Well, they weren't lowest, so... Oh. Jamie, who's your guess for lowest? Limith. No. So, Forest Green were top with 20,092 minutes to under 23 players. Salford were lowest. Yeah, I was going to. I was about to guess Salford, Danny. Oh, <laughs> why didn't you then? Well, you didn't give me a chance, did you? God's sake! Right, they were lowest. But the, the, what I wanted to point out from this start really is the fact that Alan Hansen famously said you can, you never win anything, kids. But there's no correlation here, is there? Because Leicester, who have got the most in the Premier League, are the ones up the top. Palace are mid-table. Barnsley and Sheffield Wednesday sort of... Well, aren't Barnsley about bottom of the league? <laughs> no, I'm saying it doesn't matter. Barnsley are bottom, but Sheffield Wednesday... Yeah, yeah not they're doing not pre- doing that. Wimbledon and Tramia. Wimbledon high as Tramia lowest. They're still near the bottom. And Forest Green and Salford are sort of mid-table-ish in the pre- playoffs in League Two. So there's no correlation for how young your players are and how well you do. Well, speaking of uh, young footballers, I think that we should move on to our next section, which is uh, a moment... Well, I've, I've sort of stolen this from uh, no, a university no, show. It, no, it was I a completely original idea. I won't All say. of this podcast is entirely original. There are no other football podcasts. 
<laughs> I won't say yeah, what. Don't go and look. I won't say where it was. Anymore. Yeah, there's none. There's none. We're all right. We're good. We're good. Just I think stick with this one. It's, it's the best one. That's what I've heard. As you can already tell. <laughs> anyway, I thought that we could uh, quickly skim over one moment from uh, from your youth, or maybe it was last week, or this evening. I don't know. Uh, of when you realised that you wouldn't become a professional footballer, a dream for a lot of boys and a lot of girls. Um, but I just think you could pinpoint a moment for me, and I'll say mine as well because I've got one in my head. Just tell me when you thought that you knew that you wouldn't become a professional footballer. So I've been thinking about this, and I have got a few stories from my youth of because every time I've had a knockback, I've always gone, "Hey, I'm not that bad." I might be a professional footballer. So we'll go through it chronologically. So this is my first one. I'll save some for a few weeks. But I used to, when I was about 9 or 10, do a goalkeeping class with Accrington Stanley uh, in Accrington, unsurprisingly. And it was run, it was sort of a, in association with Kenny Arthur, who was our goalkeeper at the time. He had his own brand of goalkeeping gloves, go KA. And I wanted to be a goalkeeper when I was younger. So I went along. And I think the first time the class was run, he came along and he did an exercise with us where the ball would be thrown up in the air and you'd have to run back towards the goal and try and catch it so it wouldn't score but you'd run back and just prevent it from reaching the goal or you'd catch it you'd look at, you'd look directly at the ball while you were running back so it got to my turn and as I ran back I f- just forgot how to run in a straight line so, <laughs> so I run, I ran straight. Uh, I must have run diagonally, and I must have run at some angle. And how the hell I don't realize it, I don't know. But I ran straight into the post. Incredible, incredible. I, I ran straight into the post while looking for, but I didn't catch the ball either. So, cool. yeah. yeah. Well, uh, my reckoning came at a very, very similar early age. Um, I was in year six at my village primary school, and it was a, a proper village primary school so like there was 15 kids in my year about eight boys same in the year below was it um, on a secluded island was nicholas cage there and as such the the talent pool was quite limited for 11 aside games or eight aside games we played and i remember with a an eligible team i think Get what the exact notion was, but anyway, there was a guy who'd broken his arm and he got to play instead of me. And I think that was probably <laughs> the end of my. Uh, was he playing in goal? <laughs> he was playing out on the wing. I, I fancy myself a really I've handy pl- left winger. I played on the wing with a broken wrist. Yeah, that was good fun. But but you weren't like ten. No, it was I was it, I was twenty maybe about a year ago. And from pretty much that point onwards, I knew that a life in professional sport may not be my calling. Hey, this time. This time, don't give up your dreams. Oh, yeah, you know. Might not be a future of this. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, go on. Well, I would tell you mine, but I'm actually still harbouring hopes of becoming a professional footballer. So if, if any clubs are out there You're listening... You're the only one who's actually clubs, played on a professional ground. If any clubs are out there listening, remember, this is a man who got paced by Kevin Ellison. It's not all about pace, Jamie, no. <laughs> <laughs> is, is, that, is that the story you were going to bring up? No, uh, I, I do have a specific point. I... Um, as a kid, I played for you know quite a decent team in, in my area, a team called uh, Bridge Colts. Shout out to them. Uh, Bridge Colts massive. Oh, yeah, you, it, I was literally <laughs> about to say that. And uh, one day, I think I was probably about 12, um, the manager uh, arranged for us to go and play against Blackburn Academy on uh, one of their pitches. 
Oh, God. And we did, and we got there. And let's just say I wasn't the biggest 12-year-old. I used to play on the left wing. And I ended up playing up against what I can only describe as a 12-year-old Kyle Walker, uh, in that he was ridiculously fast, ridiculously strong, about twice the height of me, twice as wide as me. And I just, I just thought, if he's the sort of person I'm coming up against every week, then there is absolutely no chance that I'm going to be able to do this all the time. And then I, I think after barely touching the ball for about 90 minutes, I had a tap-in right at the end. We were about 4-0 down. That I should have scored. And I put it wide. And it was just, just a nightmare game. And I just remember that really clearly. Even the chance I'm thinking about it now, it's, it's bringing tears to my eyes, to be honest. It's, <laughs> it's too much. I can see it. I can yeah. see it. We can see it. He's, well, he's, he's well quite up. a sight. He's yeah. welling up. Um, so no, that, they're, they're there, Jimmy. Yeah, they're there was there. a very specific moment I will, I will probably uh, remember for a long time. You genuinely are traumatised by that, aren't you? I am a little bit, yeah. <laughs> right, speaking of being t- traumatised, I think it's time to move on to Jimmy's very, very difficult quiz. Oh, yeah, I forgot about this. Very difficult quiz, we've been told. Mm. Well, it's uh, it's quite difficult. It's more. I've made it multiple choice to make it slightly easier. Uh, maybe you'll know a few. We'll see. Okay, we'll go with uh, question one. So... Which legendary former player negotiated a clause that meant he didn't have to manage a game where an overnight stay beforehand was necessary? I, I have heard oh, this. I've heard this. But Is I don't it? think I'm going to get it. No. A. Diego Maradona. B. Edgar Davids. Or C. Dion Dublin. Paul Gascoigne. I, I think it I, I think wasn't Gaza. I don't think I know who I'm gonna go for, and I think only because I'm going. I'm delving into your mind here. I think you will have picked it up from English football, so therefore I think it's Edgar Davids. You going with Edgar Davids? I'm going with Jamie? Edgar Davids because he managed Barnet. Edgar Davids. I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going with Danny then. Oh, why are you going with my reasoning? I'm not going with your reasoning. I just seem to. You make just more like sense you just like me. his goggles. I just like his goggles. Yeah. Well, Paul Gascoigne did spend. I think it was 39 days at Kettering Town. Yes, he did. In my research, but it was Edgar Davids oh, when he was yeah. when he was I know, manager. I know how his mind works. So that's a point. <laughs> that's a point for each of you. I, well, excellent. Yeah. Go on. Your your reasoning's going first because I basically gave you that answer. Yeah. Okay, okay. This one. This one's a bit more recent. Ryan Tazafoli netted Hull's only goal in their 5-1 loss to Brentford last weekend. But what was the unusual way in which he scored it? A, the ball hit him in the face and flew into the net. B, he cleared it from his own half and the Brentford keeper missed it. Or C, he was about to be substituted but stayed on for the corner and headed it in. I think I know the answer to this one. I hope Jamie can go first. I remember vaguely seeing something about this or about this incident happening. I can't quite place it to the club. I'm going to go with B. See, I know it's B. And the issue is, I know where Jamie's seen it as well. Because I sent it him. You did? <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly spot on, you that's, did. That's how Jamie knows what yeah. it is. There well, we go, see? Because I sent him the tweet. Well, all these uh, you know, precautions about it being a, a difficult quiz have flown out the window. Because <laughs> you've both got the first two right. Excellent. We'll try and make it a bit trickier with this how one. Am, how am I managing to sabotage myself? Four days in quiz, advance. Four days in advance before we know the questions. This yeah. is done blind, folks. Before we even knew that the podcast was happening. Yeah. <laughs> still knew before, that. Before, before, genu- genuinely before we ordered the equipment. Yeah, there's a lot of very, very shiny equipment on the desk in front of me. 
That right. you, you've already tried to destroy. I've already tried to destroy once this podcast. Yeah. Three questions left. Number three. What was significant about Arsenal's draw with Burnley last weekend? A. It was the first time they failed to score against Burnley in their history. B. The Gunners can now no longer mathematically win the Premier League. Or C. It confirmed their worst ever start to a top flight campaign. Is that a trick question? Is it all three? You know, because they're all believable, aren't they? It's very close to being all three. That's what I'll say. Are you saying two are right? I'm saying that one is right and, and that two are very, very close. close to being right. Why have you done this to us? Right. I don't think it's the first time... They say it's failed to score against Burnley. Yes. That must have happened in the past. And I think they've already too far off win I the league. I think they're already too far off win the league. We, we can't be... Tell you what, I'll be contrarian. I'll go that it's mathematically impossible to win the league. Well, I was I was trying to lull you into a false sense of security <laughs> because I'm going with the first time they've not scored. Okay. The correct answer is the Gunners can now lo- no longer win the Premier League. <sighs> did you say that? I did indeed. Oh, no, I'm actually losing to him. <laughs> their, oh, oh, this no. is superb. This, I believe, is their second worst ever start to a pre- uh, well top-flight campaign. I knew it wasn't that. 1912 was the last time they uh, were struggling so much. That was the first season Arsene Wenger came in, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so that's 3-2 to Jamie. Question <gasps> four. And I, I'm, I'm going to apologise in advance to this player because I'm going to butcher his name. What did Fiorentina goalkeeper... I'm just going to... In fact, I'm just going to call him Bart because his full name is Bart Lemiege. Could It could be good. We'll see. Bart Lemiege Dragowski. I have never heard of this. Player. Bart. What did, what did Bart have to say about Cristiano Ronaldo ahead of their game at the weekend? He's quite good. <laughs> <laughs> He said, A, he wished Ronaldo a happy birthday and asked if he could share some cake with him after the game. B, he said, Ronaldo's goal-scoring record with Juventus is not that impressive and that he could score just as many in their attack. Or C, he said he knew the secret to saving Ronaldo's penalties but then conceded two penalties in their game. Oh, I don't know because I didn't pay attention to the game. So, but again, all three sound all believable. All three. He's quite good at this, you know. He's, he's quite good at this. He you know? is quite good. For re- I'll go first because it's only fair. Because yeah. it was Cristiano Ronaldo's birthday. He didn't just make that up. He did turn thirty-five this week. Thirty-five. Thirty-five. Wow. Thirty-five. Wow. Time flies. I I think. Are you going A? Uh, no. No. I don't know what I'm going. Tell you what. I'll, I'll, I'll I'm, go- I'm gonna I'm you. gonna go with C. Right. I'm. Go- I think he has gone. Full Tom Pope. And by that, you mean? B. Okay. He said he could score as many in Juventus attack. He's done a full Tom Pope versus John Stones. Even if it's not right, I wanted to shoot on that in. So. Okay. Go on, Jimmy. I did make B completely up. Oh, a. Thank God. A, I made up because I knew it was his birthday. Yeah, I see. So, oh. C so I'm level. Is the correct answer. I'm he said, level. He said he knew exactly where Ronaldo was going to put his penalties. And then, of course, conceded two penalties right. from Ronaldo in the same game so it's that's three all three all final with, with question with one question left. with one question to go this for the love of God this one could be a bit easier we'll see Aston Villa's Mbwana Samata oh yeah this is going to be easy yeah and we'll see became the first footballer from which nation to score in the Premier oh, League this weekend no. I saw this I saw this is it A Tanzania B Burkina Faso or C St Kitts and Nevis 
and I'm using my geography knowledge. Oh, you evil. Jamie, go first, because I have some reasoning. I'm going to be level with our audience. Um, I have not seen this. I do not know the player. You been to any of the places? Been near St. Kitt. Well, that'll do. No, I'm going to go with A. Right. So the reason I'm not going for A is because I only think he's thrown Tanzania in there because he's been there. <laughs> so I'm gonna, I have been. I'm going to go with C. So you've gone with St. Kitts and Nevis. Mm-hmm. Jamie, you've gone with Tanzania. Yeah. I have been to Tanzania. Oh, no. I could that see, is the oh, correct no. answer. I could see where, he's oh, lo- yes. where it was going. Oh, thank you, that's fantastic. Thank you for the double bluff there. That's so, so Dan, just no, let's not. I don't think this, I don't think this no, is no, necessary. No, no, no. I think it's important that you just confirm the score. So it's four three to Jamie. Oh, it's, oh it's, you no. love to see it. You love to see it. I would we, like to. I'll confess that before this, I went. There's no chance Jamie beats me. And I, I mean, you said that you'd dye your hair blue, didn't you? That was not for that. Was it not? That was for if Southend stay up. Oh, oh, I, I of think course. it was. Yeah. Thank, I think thank it was. God I remembered that. <laughs> I thought it was if you lost the quiz. No, I think, it, I think it was. Anyway, we do have one quick section to add. So Dan could technically bring it back. We'll see. It's uh, another sort of completely original section, we'll call it. Uh, and in this case, we're going to give a footballer a degree something stupid that you might have done this weekend not to pick on any university we were going to pick on you clan because well, please, that, please don't because they might listen and that, you never know they might support this podcast Dan's an esteemed student at UConn and we yeah. didn't want to do that so I might still be there for no particular reason other than the fact that they're bottom of the university rankings at the moment can we just clarify that that's not UConn they are not at the bottom of the no, university no, rankings it's a lovely place and I'm being paid to say that they're, they're a long way from the relegation <laughs> zone UConn the current uh University at the bottom of the rankings is Ravensbourne University London. So, if both of you could give me a football player and tell me why they deserve a degree and what they're going to get that degree in from Ravensbourne University London, then that would be fantastic. And I'm, again, I apologise if you're from Ravensbourne University London and you are listening. Feel free to send us some sponsorship, and we will stop mentioning your university in this podcast. That's embezzlement. <laughs> I think as the president of the United States would call it, I think it's a quid pro quo, right, Jimmy? Not embezzlement. No, no never embezzlement. Well, I'll say mine first, uh, which uh, I'll... Oh, you know what, we'll bring it back to Wayne Rooney. We'll give him a degree in health and beauty. For his beard? For his beard, for his all sort of hair. You know, I think um, Rooney's had a lot of comparisons with Shrek in the past. and really, I somebody, think, somebody once told me that. I think his beard, despite the fact that... Um, I'm, I don't know if I think it's in Shrek Two where he becomes a Shrek becomes a human. Is it? Yes. And he, but I'm really wondering what the hell the, I'm the, the to, point of this I'm is. I'm starting to doubt myself whether human version of Shrek actually has a beard. No, he doesn't. I know he doesn't. No, does he, he? No, he doesn't. All right, we'll forget all that. Then. Okay, <laughs> Jamie. <laughs> well, I'm going to give um, Crystal Palace's goalkeeper a uh, degree. Um, well, a course credit in trigonometry, I think. Trigonometry. Yeah. yeah. Which goalkeeper is this? Um. Well, didn't he drop the ball over his own line? I think it Vincent yeah. Guaita was Vincent it. Guaita, oh, right. it was. Yes, yes, he did. Yes, he did. Vincent Guaita. You really paid a lot of attention to this Sheffield United match, didn't you? I didn't really even pay attention. Just the two things that have stuck in my mind. Fair enough. Well, yeah, so, yeah, mark them. Well, I'd be surprised if, uh, no disrespect again, Ravensbourne University in London, I'd be surprised if they did a trigonometry course. No, no, I said it was, I said it was, I said it was a, a course credit as part of a wider maths degree. Oh, well. There again, I'd be surprised I'll, if they did I'll, a maths, maths degree as well, so you know. I'll be honest, I'm sort of even reluctant to give Rooney a health and beauty degree even from there. Maybe we'll give him a B-tech. Yeah, well, partly because 
I, you know, I actually don't mind Rooney's beard that much. Shut up. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. And I also, I don't want it to be You're a draw. You're still not giving this to Jamie. I don't want it to be a draw. And that's not the reason why. It's just because Rooney's this beard is This podcast is finished. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give it to Jamie. So, Jamie, uh, he takes the first point, I suppose, if we're, if we're going to have some sort of leaderboard. We are, and I will make a glorious comeback, I promise. I might have to start paying attention after recording this. You never know. Good luck. Oh, shut up. So, well done to Jamie. He wins the first point of the of the first ever episode of the podcast thank you very much thank you right and as we are running out of time this week we we do just have one more piece and i have already told jimmy what this is going to be jamie has no idea yeah, what i'm, I'm about dark. to I'm, say i'm a bit on edge here um, so we this, will find out so this morning i was having a think because we want guests on this podcast don't we realistically we do we don't really know where to start no so i thought where is a good place to get yourself a base of people involved with football. So obviously, Premier League sticker book. Premier League sticker book. So I went to the shop this morning. Oh, yes. And I bought three packets of Merlin Premier League stickers. Oh, that's incredible. So, oh, yes. my idea is that each of us gets a packet. Yeah, yeah. I think there's how many, it'll say on the back how many stickers are in here. I assumed it would. It's probably about six from experience. Yeah, you know. five or six, something <laughs> like that. Uh, and whoever we get in the packet, and I swear to God, there better be players in there, not just kits and badges. <laughs> <laughs> we're just have to contact balls. the club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoever you get in the packet for each of us, we have to try our best to get in contact with them and at least get a shout out for our podcast from them. I feel this is <laughs> or, this is an attempt to play on my social media largess. Hey, we're going to do it as well, so... Slightly different consequences, my friend. Yeah, but you don't have to do it publicly. So yeah. I can just d- slide into okay, DMs. Okay, let's slide into DMs. So, yeah, well, okay. I'll give you I've a packet n- of stickers. I never had a sticker pack as a kid. I never well, had a that's, sticker pack. That, you must have been abused as a child. <laughs> <laughs> You've been deprived. I re- I'm just going to say, I really hope so I get... We so, well, Jamie's opening o- o- his open first. It. I'm going to do it into the mic. Oh, this is now an ASMR podcast. Read who you... I have Raheem Sterling. Oh. <laughs> good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good start. That's probably a really good uh, sticker to get, really, isn't it? I have it? Tom Davies. Tom Davies oh, from Everton. Oh, Eric Lamela. Eric oh, Lamela. Oh, well, we've definitely got a oh, chance, have we? What a player, is he? And then Chris Mef- Meppel. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Bournemouth. Bournemouth, Bournemouth. Yeah. Okay. And, and I've got uh, Musa Gineppo. Fair enough. So those are the players you have to try and contact over the next week. And by the time we record the next <laughs> podcast, I'm expecting at least, at le- at least le- something yeah. from one of those players. Raheem Sterling. So, <laughs> yeah, what do we reckon? Uh, <laughs> I, uh, uh, we're from, do, you, do you mind coming to Rochdale one evening? And uh, Right, go on, Jimmy. All we need realistic. Well, he's a Manchester City player, so you know it's not, hey, it's not a long way to come, well, is it? It's basically done. He's got it in his diary already. I yeah, am, perfect. I'm, I'm very excited to open this pack, so I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do it into the mic. Oh, God, we've got more. Oh, that's oh. amazing. You can sell all satisfied or oh, <laughs> yes. I'm actually so excited for this. I don't open a sticker book. Um, you you were excited when I came up with this. Oh, uh, speak of the devil! <laughs> You've not got Raheem as well, have you? <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm worried. I've left one in there. Actually. Oh, let's have a look. Oh, there we go. I've got it. I've got oh, it. he did leave one in there. Rookie. Speak of the. De- I've got a shiny. Oh. A shiny Billy Sharp. Oh, oh yes. Give, oh no. Give that here. Give that here. No, no. He has. No, it's his. He has I'll to do it. I'll tell you what. I'll trade you. I'll trade no. you Raheem Sterling. <laughs> You're ruining the concept of this. <laughs> and then I have Aston Villa's Douglas Louise. Okay. Oh, I'm. I'm not quite sure. I have a double sticker. 
I'm not sure what's going on here. I've got Lewis Dunk and Shane Duffy. Oh, you've Duffy. got two for the price of one there. I have, yeah, I think that must be like a special one. Okay. I've got Willian. Good luck. <laughs> and Danny Ceballos, who I'm pretty sure has gone back to Real Madrid. So it'd be really impressive I'll mean, if I'll we get him on. So much. So yeah, I think that's a good one. So I'll open mine now. Let's have a go. Again, the the mic work here is good. You know, it's so ow. <laughs> May have punched <laughs> the mic. Unfortunately, the handwork not so much. I'm so excited. Wow. Here but we go. What we got? What so we got? Come so on. So I've got Hotter from Aston Villa. That's quite disappointing. <laughs> I have got. That guy off This Is England, Jordan Pickford, Jordan Pickford <laughs> yes. as a shiny. As a shiny, no less. Excellent. I've got Adrian from Liverpool, Stephen Alzate, and one that I'm very excited about, because we could probably do two for one as well. I've got Kevin De Bruyne. You've got oh, Kevin wow. De Bruyne? Amazing. That is, that is probably a very good sticker to get. I wonder how much we could sell that for. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. we need to reimburse ourselves on the cost of this. So. And, well, it's uh, probably about three and, pounds a pack. Yeah, this now. episode is sponsored by Panini. So, <laughs> realistically, so the, the theory is that all of us Not have to try with the players we have and get in contact with them. I'll come back to you on that one. I think... Jimmy's got the best chance here. Well, with, with Billy Sharp. With Billy Sharp. Yeah. He's the sort of lad who'll come on, won't he? Billy. It's, <laughs> Billy, it's meant to be. We've talked about you on the podcast Billy. already, and we've, Jimmy has got you out of a packet. We've already played your song out loud, Billy, so Billy if you Sharp. are listening, please just, just come on. Or just give us a ring. It's fine. And on that note, on that, that note. is where we end our first episode. I hope you've enjoyed listening. We plan to make this a regular occurrence every Friday. Yeah. And you'll hear more ridiculous things from us. More brilliant insight and what well, insight like Ronaldo is a very good footballer exactly, I also, I that also is exactly what I mean Jimmy I love how you've also managed to shoehorn in a uh, edit deadline for me there Friday morning it is yeah I mean I don't think we'll get it done for tonight <laughs> do you <laughs> we'll see we'll see but anyhow we will leave you there and we yeah. will join you again next week on Friday and we are on the socials all of the socials not not yet as we record this we aren't but by the time this comes out we will be so that will be at A-T-O-T-S podcast Atolls Atolls not like team of the season or FIFA yeah. <laughs> which Jimmy was very worried about <laughs> thank you for listening see you next week see you next week cheers see folks ta